As I pull up next to him to start talking and complaining, we get a burglar alarm with a glass breakage at the closed gas station. So we're like, fuck, these are the, it's those guys. We knew it right away. Hit the lights. We're flying down. We're on the other side of town, flying down towards the call, code three. And as I get on the main street that the gas station is located on, on the east side of town, we're going eastbound. I see a black Jeep Grand Cherokee coming westbound with my boss chasing them this way. Ronnie Lott is in the house today. What's up, Ronnie? Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. You sound like you're underwater. Come on now. Am I underwater now? Well, now you sound better. But at first you sounded like you were underwater. While I was talking during the music intro? Yeah. Who the fuck knows? This whole thing is... Ah, a so if you're not screaming shoot. at somebody, you're underwater. Yeah, right. Last week, I'm so hot you could... He was just screaming me. at me the entire time. You the all heard time. it. You all heard did it. You, did you listen to it at all? Like five seconds. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Did you watch it on YouTube? Great. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it on YouTube. Did you see episode 32 on YouTube? I did, and I laughed. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I couldn't find a picture of Alec Baldwin, so I just used one of me. <laughs> ah. uh, good time. So I'm hoping that this one, episode 34 of the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast, is much better. Hi, everyone. Mike Morazzo. That's Brandon Silvera over there. It would, hurt to be, it would be tough for it to be worse. It would be hard to be worse. So, so right now I'm in the green. You say I'm not screaming. I can see us. We'll see what happens from here on out. I'm just waiting for Squadcast to crash. Yes, me too. And then I can sue them for no money whatsoever because I was a fool and gave all my money to them. <laughs> for pain this and suffering. Is that's that's pain what and we're going to sue them for. Okay. Because we have had some of that. Emotional disturbance. Well, that was Sunday's football game. So <laughs> not Squadcast. I was, I was having a... F- Fucking fantastic time. As Except here's at the what end. Happened. At the end, I was starting to pucker. Yeah. So I was real, I was screaming at the defense. Welcome to episode 34. It's the been dubbed the Walter Payton episode because it's number 34. Doesn't because Mike anything. does things unilaterally on the show, and we just don't question it anymore. That's right. Uh, and so Sunday, we're referring to when the Cowboys got beat by the 49ers. And Brandon think, has told me that there's this, like, professional league thing where lots of men hit each other and then fans of these people like make bets and stuff. I don't know what he's talking about. I wasn't. Yeah. I've so never if you heard were in of... the Instagram live last week, uh, Mike wanted to put some sort of wager on a game, a friendly wager. And, and I didn't want to, I said, no, I'm already too emotionally invested in this game. This is Cowboys Niners. Like this is the end all be all for for I'm like the last generation that understands what Niners Cowboys means. Yeah. And and Mike was insistent. No, come on. If you if you believe in your team, ooh, we better bet. We got to bet something. And finally I just relented. And and then Mike what happened? I told you I don't watch the NFL. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Okay. So uh, No, so what happened what was had the, happened was, what happened was this Mike vaunted uh, no, no, was no vaunted. Defensive line of the of the Cowboys uh, got run all over, and and couldn't 
sack a statue of a quarterback. Because he's not a statue. He's the, actually pretty mobile. The, no, he's not. He's, he's talking like slightly bad more about mobile than Tom Eastern Brady. Illinois' Jimmy Garoppolo. He's from Illinois. He's one yeah, of us. I know. I'm, I'm aware. He went to the and, same and school as the, the great Tony Cowboys Romo. Offensive line that, that is well, just that's not too true. tough. Gave up, what was it, five sacks? And that's then not true. The the mobile uh, Dak Prescott uh, couldn't escape any of them at all. She's still a better quarterback. But here's the thing. Really? Really? He yeah. is? Because he actually is. You know what's Let's a funny the numbers. stat? You know what's a really funny stat? Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy look at GQ, the has more playoff wins as a yeah. starter yeah. than the Cowboys do in the last 20 years. Because he was with New England. So no, 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 as a starter. With New England. As yeah, a starter. Won one playoff starter. wins. Yeah, he won Playoff one. wins as a starting quarterback. He had not started a playoff game until what? he wore this color. What team is he going to be playing for next year? Because you're going to have that I don't guy, know, but it won't Trey be San Francisco. Lance. I seriously right. doubt it will be San Francisco. No. But you know what? He is going to bring in draft picks because he's winning. Yeah, we'll see. I like Actually, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if they reworked his deal. And then had an open competition going into the next year. If he continues to win. Now, if he does what he usually does at least two times in a game, where he makes this random throw and you go, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Stop. They all do that, though, dude. Except if your name no. is Brady. G- Jimmy G does it every single Rogers. game. Rodgers. Every single game, at least once, usually twice. Three in a guaranteed loss. That. Yeah, Mahomes is, is good at doing that, Yeah, too. but Mahomes completes those where you go, what are you doing? Oh, yay. <laughs> oh, yay. So let me tell you how Jimmy my Sunday, does it. You're like, no, don't run it how back, my please. Sunday started because as you're off weekends, I'm not. Every, I know. Every I tried weekend. really hard to not text you at all during that game. It wouldn't work, dude, because I shut my phone off. I, I'm care. a veteran Cowboy fan, which means all my you're friends know I'm heartache. Cowboy fans. Yes. All my friends know I'm a Cowboy fan. I shut my phones off, phone off. It used to be two because I had one for the homicide team. I shut them off for football because I don't need people to be texting me because everyone thinks it's funny to text a guy whose team's getting beat up. It is. No matter what. It's hilarious. I don't live that lifestyle and don't do that to my friends. No, you just talk shit all the way leading up to it. As you should as a fan. No. And I had no... Con- no. My team wasn't going to win the Super Bowl. I have no preconceived con- you know, notions that they're going to beat no faith. Brady. You have no faith in your yeah. team. No. It's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are in their way. Those are the two teams that are going to be playing for the Super Bowl, and that will actually be the Super Bowl game because it'll be better you, than anything that we see in the Super Bowl. Do you know what Aaron Rodgers' uh, career playoff record is against the 49ers? Nope. One and three. Okay. Well, you don't have Jim Harbaugh. And those are including games anymore. in Lambeau, by the way. No Jim Harbaugh coaching your team. He'll be coaching the Bears next year, which I'm excited no. for. I doubt that'll happen. So let me He's, tell you how my Sunday went. It's, it's more it's more likely for him to coach the Raiders than it is the Bears. Oh no, no way. The Bears are going to coming home with, to Chicago. No, yeah, no. So we can talk about that later. <laughs> no betting. No bet on it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you cured me of my betting problem. Uh, I did tell Brandon though he's not getting Portillo's beef this time, so he's doing it to get whatever I send him. Which will be something cool. You can ask Perry from Perry's Woodshop. He wanted something either Louisiana, LSU, or the Saints. And I didn't tell him what it was, and he loved it. So you'll get something cool. Uh, so I was working all weekend, which means I don't get to watch football. At least the early games, because I normally get up at 4 in the afternoon. But I made 
it was my team and your team. So I made myself get up early, like, like 3.15. Which, so you can get up at 3.15 in the morning to watch football before you go to work. Not many people are going to do that. So I, I did would. that, and I'm watching the game till halftime. Half time, and I, you know, they take, San Francisco takes the first three drives and scores. I look over at my wife. I'm like, I've seen this movie before. I don't need to see anymore. I'm a cowboy fan since 1977. I've seen this movie before. So, so I got to get up and get ready for work. What? So let me give you the flip side of that. So San Francisco goes down, scores a touchdown, goes down, shoots themselves in the foot, has to settle for a field goal on the next two drives. I turn and look at my wife and I go, I've seen this movie before. They're going <laughs> to let him hang around. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's good. So I get ready for work and... I have Yahoo Sports app on my phone, so you can stream the game, you know? So I'm in my truck driving. Doo, doo, doo. I got the game on. It's facing me, and it's Bluetooth to my not, radio. Not video, just audio only. All right, just of Michael course. Michael Bay's all traffic laws. At all, all traffic times. laws. And at some point, something happened, like right as soon as I got in the car, and I said, fuck this. I'm not dealing with this. And I shut everything off, <laughs> and I drove to work in silence. So I get to work and I walk, luckily for me, I walk into work and the day shift before me, they don't watch football. So it's not on when I go in the squad room to put my lunch and stuff in there, go down to the locker room. And I'm like, all right, I'll just peek in on it on my phone. So I peek in and it's 23 to 10 and I go, I shut it off and I get more stuff on and I peek in and it's 23 to 17. And I'm like, motherfucker. Now I'm going to watch it. Now they got the ball back with two and a half minutes to go, and they have a chance to score a touchdown and win. And I watch them blow that chance. And then now I'm like, fuck it. I'm done. Shut it off. They're losing 23 to 17, and they don't even have the ball anymore. And then I go upstairs, and I turn it on because I'm an idiot. And then I watch the last fucking seven seconds or whatever the hell it was, and then I just threw the remote across the room. <laughs> was 14 it. seconds. Yeah, whatever. So – and all honesty, it shouldn't come down to that because Debo got the first down. I don't know how they had enough to move the ball less than a foot. I don't know. I don't think so. They shouldn't have even it. come down to it. Or, I mean, it, it, like any sport, it never comes down to just one play. No, it's the culmination. And I got so the mad. 14 at, penalties. And, yeah, they're so undisciplined. I'm like, what the fuck? They kept shooting themselves in the foot. But the Cowboys have been undisciplined for the last 10 years. That's not necessarily true. You have to show this year they led the league in penalties. This yeah. year it's actually true. They are a more penalized team, but they, they, they haven't led the league in the last 10 years. This year they've been one of the most undisciplined teams of the last 10 years. Yeah, and McCarthy has no fucking idea how to fix it. They got to get rid of him. I bet you know those, te- I those guys wouldn't is? be playing in New England, I'll tell you that. You know who I think the problem is? Who? Jerry Jones. Well, fuck yeah, he's the problem. You should just stick to owning the team. Why does he got to run it? Try and run it. Well, he so. wants to be Al Davis. Yeah, well, since he fired Jimmy, they haven't won a... Well, they won one Super Bowl with Jimmy's team. That's true. With Barry but Switzer being the it. coach. No, Barry Switzer. But that was Jimmy's team. So, and they haven't done anything since. Well, I mean, technically it was Bar- Switzer's no. team. It was... You're talking to the Cowboy fan that wasn't Barry Switzer's team. He didn't put that team together. Yeah, but he was Jim, the coach. Jimmy Johnson built that team. That's like his, saying that George Seifert's Super Bowl winning team was actually Bill Walsh's team. Like, yes, Bill Walsh put it together, but Seifert coached it. Did Seifert draft Steve Young? No. 
He just started him. Right. Bill Walsh. That's Bill Walsh's team. Stuart Seifert's team. I mean, if you really want to get down into the nitty-gritty, it was Eddie DeBartolo's team. So our rivalry has been renewed. Many years to come, we will see these two teams beating each up, beating each other up in the playoffs unless you team starts to start Trey Lance next well, year. One, one team will start. We'll be beating up on them. Look, the Cowboys are going to move on from Dak and Zeke pretty quick here. Uh, Zeke, yes, not Dak. He's a, he just signed a $40 million contract. What has Dak ever done? Contract. What has Dak same, ever done? Same thing your team's ever done. What's your quarterback done? Has Has Dak been to a Super Bowl? Jimmy has. Not with your team, he hasn't. So you can stop yeah. that shit. Uh, do you That's not remember? Bill Belichick. Do, do you not remember before the whole pandemic thing started? Because I do. Because I damn near cried when he missed Emmanuel Sanders. That was wide open, and it's the first time in Jimmy's career he's ever overthrown somebody. Do you not remember the Chiefs Niners Super Bowl from the 2019 season? I don't watch the Super Bowl. No, I do. Um, yeah, that no, team was led there by Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Then he hasn't won a Super Bowl either. Is that what you're telling me? Well, not as a starter. I mean, he's got, okay. like, I think two or three rings from New England. Yeah, it's fun being Tom Brady's caddy. Dude, that's, like, the greatest job in the world. I could be Tom right? Brady's backup. Right. Do you know who his backer, backup is right now? Hold on. Don't tell me. I do I'll give know you this. His former 49er. I forgot. Blaine Gabbert. Oh, that's right. Blaine Gabbert. Who's not actually a bad quarterback. Yes, not he is. Horrible. He's horrible. He is terrible. He's, he's not as bad as Mike Glennon. He is worse than Glennon. No, there's no way he's worse yes, than Mike Yes, he's worse than Glennon. <laughs> I he is no. Blake Bortles bad. Well, let's hope Brady gets knocked out because that's your only chance of getting to the Super Bowl. Well, you got to get through Green Bay first. Yeah. I won't be watching because I'm off. That's going to be a fantastic I'll, game. Do you I'll remember the sleeping. Sunday night game? That was a fantastic game. I'll watch it in the shop after it has been aired for like four hours because that's when I'll be up. So I'll watch it while I'm working down here. So uh, tell me about your week at work. Uh, we had a dude kill himself. How? He hung himself with a he, dog leash. Uh, hold on. Of his now, grandkids' play structure. Like how right. fucked up is that? It's messed up, but I'm going to get a call from Uncle Harold again if you don't say it properly. Hanged. Sorry. Apologize to Uncle Harold, not me. I'm sorry, Uncle Harold. <laughs> so go ahead and tell me how he hanged himself from his kids. His grandkids? He strung himself up. His grandkids. So it was his grandkids' play structure. Like apparently they all live in the in the one house. And I guess he was supposed to go to rehab the next day, and he said, no, no, no. <laughs> there we go. So you play uh, that rim shot. I earned that. You got to love an Amy Winehouse reference. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. He's a massive alcoholic. and uh, That's disappointing. Yeah, that's what I said. Especially Did his family like, find him? Yeah, so the kids saw him, but, like, the way he did it, it was, like, super obstructed. John Cena? So he did, like, the John Cena, you can't see me thing. Okay. Um. So like, the kids kind of saw Grandpa in the backyard, and they're like, that's weird. And then Stepson goes out there, and he's like, oh, fuck. So he was dead. I have a friend who hanged himself. We used the tow company in town when I first started. And uh, the son worked for the dad. They're a fantastic family. And the son, he was taking on a lot of debt. He was married, had kids. 
and uh, he just fell into some depression, and then he hanged himself in his garage, and his wife and kids found him. So I don't understand that whole illness. And, you know, if you want to off yourself, you know, you could be like in Yellowstone where you walk out to the field and look at your horses and shoot yourself. Uh, it still affects yeah, the family. you still got to find the body. Yeah, or just do it something that your family doesn't have. Kids especially have to see that, don't have to see that shit. Why yeah, do you that was do the messed up with? thing. It's sad. So, so you had that. So this is the second suicide I've been to in the last month. So I think that's one thing that I don't know if you've seen an increase of it over the last two years now over where you are, but I've, I've been to way more like suicide and suicide attempts in the last two years than I have any other time. It's a common occurrence in my area and my department. You know, we always get someone going once a month. Some shift is handling a suicide. Well, that's usually the thing is it's like once a month, right? Once a month, once every other month. This is like twice in three weeks Yeah, on one shift. Yeah, that's like with one patrol team. Like that's those that's odds are a lot. Little, yeah, you should probably play the lotto. Why? I'm not going <laughs> to win. Those are if not, you've been these, lucky they, enough to are, get two suicides. These, these are not shift. lucky. That's not lucky. No. Not a huge it's fan just, of going to to like these messy emotional things. Yeah. Did you have the rookie with you? No, I was by myself that day. Oh, because he went to a suicide, right? Did he already yeah. have one? Yeah. He went to the one where uh, he went to the rich guy one. Okay. How do rich people kill themselves? He, well, he hanged himself too, but he used really good rope. Oh, that's right. And he had the really nice craftsmanship on the uh, banister that he used to. Right, I remember. To hold himself from like it didn't wobble at all. Quality like, build. Used, yeah. So this guy used just the the play structure, which I'm I'm trying to figure out how he how he did it because when we found him. He was like kind of on his knees. And I would think at some point, like, your body would intervene and you would, like, release the pressure. No, I had a suicide where a guy hanged himself in the closet, his clothes closet. So he took a belt. No, no, he, he ripped a cord off a lamp. And then he went into his bedroom and he put it around his clothes rod of his clothes closet. He kneeled down. He tied it around his neck and leaned forward. Huh. And that's how you he hanged at some point, like your body would say, stop, react, up. be like, no, this is bad. I don't like it. Right. And he just suffered through it, I guess, that they really wanted to go. And then, you know, he was leaning forward and we couldn't really identify him. I think I told you this before, my buddy Kevin and I, and Kevin goes, how do we know it's him? I'm like, oh, there's an ID. So we grabbed the ID and I go, Kevin, okay, well, we have to see if it's him. And then Kevin touches him by the shoulder and like pulls him back. And then all the gases come out. And we didn't see his face, and Kevin goes, yeah, it's him. He just drops him forward again. <laughs> That's him. Next, call the ME. So, so you had see, the we suicide. we can touch people. Once they're given the you're dead, we can't oh, touch I, them until the coroner comes out. We don't have coroners. We have to make sure there's we no do. weapons or anything like that under them or all that other bullshit. Plus, state-certified evidence technician on the job. I know what I'm doing. You're not a doctor. I played one on TV once. Did you or, stay at a Holiday Inn Express? <laughs> I did. <laughs> With someone playing a nurse. That's gross. 
All right. So that's it? Just your uh, dead guy? I mean, that was the most exciting thing. Like, there were a couple of crouches, and then we kind of made fun of the rookies because they're, like, supposed to be going into the plainclothes rotation, and they're yes. having trouble handling a crash. So How do you of, have... Oh. I don't know, dude. Like, this was a whole thing. Like, these two kids got yelled at by, all by like, three different FTOs. <laughs> like, we all took turns. Like, what are you doing? Why are you this way? Have you done this? No. Do you think maybe that would be a good idea? Yeah. Then do it. You don't have to wait for us to tell you to do something to just do it. And so They're all afraid. of them are getting all of them are getting extended. Wow. How many weeks? Uh my guy three to four. Uh another guy four. And then the guy that I took last week, he's getting two. Okay. He's the least of the bad. Yeah, I think he's I think he's fine. I think he just okay. looks for other people to take over and do it. How old is he? So he's actually pretty young. Like I think my guy's the oldest and he's like thirty three. Yeah, you have the old one, but yeah. the other kid's younger, like twenty three maybe? Yeah, like mid mid late twenties maybe. It's funny. I don't know if you remember it wasn't that long ago for you being in FTO. But you're given this, like, okay, you go to the academy, and then you're with your FTO, and you're trying to observe everything and learn everything. And yet, at some point, like soon, everyone's going to go, here, here's this big fucking mess. You fix being, it. Fix it. And if you're 23 years old and have, like, no life experience, you're going to go, uh. Uh. <laughs> and this job is not, you know, it's fucked up. And well, if you're young, it's going to be hard. Telling all of them this week that I was with, like, hey, like they're like, hey, here's my report. It's ready to go. I go, okay, well, you're supposed to be on your own, your own soon, right? Yeah. Send it. Right. Let the boss kick it back if there's a problem. Because guess what? In like two to three weeks, I'm not going to be in the car with you. I'm not going right. to review your report. Send yeah. it. Yeah. Got to uh, take off the training wheels. Are you, are, you, are you sure? Yes, I'm very sure. Send it. I don't want to read it. Yeah. I was there. I know what happened. <laughs> I wrote it all in my head. I yes. got it all figured out. I wrote it better in my head than you wrote it. Yeah. Well, good. It sounds like you didn't have too stressful of a week. No, it was actually a really, really chill week, which means this week's going to probably be hell. I don't know. Maybe uh, crime's going to take a... It's going to be like in Starsky and Hutch. When Starsky's at the office, the movie, not the show, and yeah. Owen Wilson comes in, and he goes, where you been? I've been here since 8 o'clock. And Owen Wilson goes... This place is open at 8 o'clock? And he goes, don't worry, crime called in sick today. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you have crime calling in sick for a week. Uh, maybe, hopefully. I doubt it. Well, I hope so, too, because no one likes crime. Well, criminals do. Ain't that the truth. So that's so it for you? What fun and exciting thing happened in your, in your neck of the woods? Let me get my phone. So <laughs> we have... I actually had a pretty busy weekend, which is pretty much the norm in my town. Uh, so well, define busy. Uh, call every other hour. Because I could argue that my slow week is busy. Well, because you have a big city. That's true. So I, I had a, a small couple portion of it. Yeah, your small portions the size of my town. 
And I'm right next to Chicago, so we stay busy. (laughs) People, criminals drive through my town to get to the city. So they had an interesting case. This is something that's never, I wasn't familiar with. Do you know what an airdrop is? An airdrop? Yeah, I think it's an airdrop. I think it's called airdrop. It's an Apple product. Oh, it's so I don't know about an airdrop, but I know about airdropping something from one phone to another. Oh, okay. So maybe it's not called airdrop. Let me just look real quick. It's basically sending something via Bluetooth from one phone to another. And you have to be like within. Well, that's right. That's airdrop. Oh, air, I know what it is. Unless you're talking about like an air tag or something like that. Air tag. Yes. I had no okay. idea what an it's air like tag GPSing is. GPSing something. They're little. Apple makes them. They're about this big, a little bit like silver dollar size. And yeah. you can put them on keychains and dogs, collars. Yeah, it's it's and exactly the same thing as like uh, Tile. What do you mean Tile? Not the Tile that you're thinking of. There's a company called Tile that makes these little tiles that you can put on like a keychain, your dog's collar or something like that. And they've been around okay. for like five years. All right. So Maybe I had more. no idea. And I'm sure my uncle has no idea what this is. So now Apple Uncle makes Harold, I, I guarantee you Uncle Harold knows about this. All right. Well, maybe he read about it because he likes He's to in the know. stuff. So apparently you can buy these for roughly $29 for one or four for a hundred bucks. That's not bad. No. Consider it's an Apple product. Right. So here's the deal. On Friday, we get a a call. We're running from domestic to psycho ambulance guy. We're going all over the place. And then at the same time, Danny gets a call to go to this woman who thinks she's being followed or tracked. But Danny's on another report, and I clear mine, and I looked at my buddy Gio and said, I'll go with you. So Gio's like, okay, let's go. We head over there. I'm just curious. We don't need two guys on this call. It's not a hot call. But from the description of it, I wanted to go and see what was going on. So we get there, and the girl and her boyfriend had spent like 45 minutes outside. It was like five degrees outside. They spent 45 minutes underneath her car in the snow because she has two iPhones. Underneath her car? Yeah, they're, they were, and this is why. She's got two iPhones. On her iPhone, during the day, she got a message that said, an unknown device has been detected near you. And then she, like, clicks it, and it shows a map of her driving to work and driving home. It's like a GPS device. So she says it's an air tag. I'm like, what the fuck's an AirTag? I'm 55 years old. I don't know technology. So Gio has an iPhone, and he's like, he tells me what it is. And I'm like, okay. So she says, you know, I went here. I did this. I worked in this city, and this weird guy used to come to my uh, store all the time, and he would stand in my line. And then I moved, and I work at a bank, and now he comes in the bank. And I think he's following me. I filed reports here and here, and I think now he's tracking me. And I'm like, this chick's off a rocker. So the guy says, how can we, can you tow the car to your police department and find it? I'm like, um, no, for one, we don't have a, a Sally port where you put cars. This is not TV. Two, it's not involved in a homicide, so we can't use the firehouse. He wants to use the firehouse, and we put cars that are in, you know, evidentiary value. We put them in the firehouse so we can process them, and they're in a safe location. Uh, secure location because we don't have a Sally port. So I'm trying to figure out he's, they're all worried. Their building has a camera outside that faces the car. So he goes, 
we're not going to drive the car. And he contacted the apartment landlord in reference to getting the videotape, and it wouldn't be available for another day. So he didn't want to leave the car outside where this guy can just come back and remove this device if it actually is a device. Because on her phone, it says unknown device, not AirTag located, which I didn't think made a difference at the time because I didn't know anything about him. So I said, hey, drive the car back to the PD. You, you know, we'll follow. You can be in between Gio and I. We'll go back to the PD. We've got cameras in the lot. You can park it right in front of one of our cameras. It's in the police lot, which is open to the public, by the way. We don't have a secured lot either for our personal cars. But we anyways. Just got one. So fucking stupid. So anyways, she brings it to the PD and leaves it. Now, I run out. I'm doing other calls. Gio's writing up this report with all this information he has. Now he's doing research on the computer about these air tags. And he joins. He goes in to see some forums on uh, Google and Apple in reference to notifications that you will get on your phone if there's an air tag near you. And it's a little bit different than the notification she got. She took screenshots and sent it to him. So then he's looking at her screenshot in the email that she sent. He's on the forums looking at the screenshot that will, will notify if you have an AirTag hooked up. And they're a little bit different. So then he does a little bit more research, and he calls me and says, hey, there's an app that you can download for Samsung or Android phones that will locate an AirTag. Would you mind downloading it if it's free and you don't have to pay for anything and then coming back to the PD? And I'm like, Sure. And I thought, why not use your own fucking phone? But they don't, Apple makes the app, but not for iPhones. Why? I have no idea. So I find the app. It's on my phone, and I kept it. It's called Device Tracker, I think is what it is. And for some reason, I thought, oh, Tracker Detect. That's what it's called, in case anybody's interested. I download Tracker Detect. I don't know anything about it. I go to the PD, and uh, he says, hey, can you turn that thing on, and we'll walk around the car. Because the girl was asking, I said to her, you're going to have to bring this to a mechanic because there's so many places you can put one of these quarter-sized discs that we can't find it. We're not going to lay on the ground. I wouldn't even know how to look for it before he told me about this you know, tracker app. So they're figuring out what they're going to do. So I download it on my phone, and it's freezing outside. So we, we go outside, and I, I activate it, and I walk around her car from the back trunk all the way around the front and back again. And it fucking picks up an air tag and it says air tag detected. And it, there's a button when it says air tag detected push to play a sound. So I'm like, should I, and you have to wait 10 minutes. It'll detect it. And then you have to be near it for 10 minutes and then you can push a button and it plays a sound. So I sit my, get my squad. I'm sitting right in front of the car in my squad just waiting the 10 minutes. And then once the 10 minutes pass, I push the button. We get out, push the button. I don't hear anything. It's not playing a sound, but it's there. I can see it. We let the app run. We can't find it. It's not playing a sound. I close the app down. I walk across the parking lot. I open it back up near my truck, my personal car. Turn it on. Nothing. Nothing detected. I go inside to the, in the PD, the squad room. Geo's going to look up some stuff on the computer. I open it up in the squad room, turn it on, scan, no air tag detected. So I was trying to do some controlled experiments, right? It went off by her car, didn't go off by mine, didn't go off in the squad room. In the meantime, he's looking up on the computer about there are videos on YouTube 
how to take it apart and make sure the speaker doesn't play. <laughs> because if this AirTag is separated from the person who bought it for more than three days, it will start playing a noise. So you can't put it on someone or in someone's personal item or whatever, because it'll start making noises saying, I'm here tracking you illegally. So he watches the video on how it's, how you're supposed to break the speaker. And then we go back out to the car because I've done two controls, one by my car, one in the squad room, didn't pick up an air tag. I go back by her car, push the app, air tag detected. So it's got a fucking air tag on it somewhere. So I, I took off the front license plate. Then I took off the front license plate holder off the bumper because it might you know, be behind there. It wasn't behind there. I have no fucking idea. So I can't find it. I'm not going to crawl around on the ground and it's not playing the sound, but we're pretty sure it's on there. So then we get busy for the rest of the night. And in the morning, the rookie takes a report about reviewing the videotape that is focusing on the car. And at some point, some guy comes out of, we have a deli, a Polish deli next to us. And there's an alley that leads to our parking lot. And we get, you can see the camera that goes down the alley and sees our parking lot. And some guy comes out from like behind the building where the deli is. We don't know if he came out of the deli or if he walked along the building to be covered by the cameras. And then by the time he comes into the alley, he's in camera view. He walks over to the car. He's got a tablet, we think. We can't tell. And he's, he's looking around. And then he's on the phone. And then he just walks south through the parking lot and out of sight. So when we come in, they tell us that this is what they saw. The car's still there. The people didn't come back and pick it up yet. So I run out there with my phone, turn on the app finder, no air tag detected. Hmm. So we have no fucking idea if it wasn't a glitch, I don't think, with the phone. We think the guy that had the tablet, like, deactivated. Cause Was he, able to he, deactivate it? Yeah, that's what we think, because hmm. he saw the address that it was at the police department. So anyways, we worked on that for a couple of days. That was fun because it's something new to me and I didn't, I've never known about these air tag things. So now I just kept the app on my phone and I checked my car because, and, and, and this is his car every day because I don't have a secure parking lot at work and I don't need some piece of shit putting an air tag on my truck and finding out where I live. Although they could probably just get public records and find out anyways, but why or have someone to this episode and I'll go, that's a really good idea. Right. I might block all this out. <laughs> It'll be like, hi, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Nothing on the whole episode. <laughs> so that was cool. I, uh, it's not cool for the girl. No, that's super interesting, though. Yeah, it, it's interesting and kind of scary, actually. So It's terrifying. Right? Well, I mean, and, technically, if you have, like, say, an iPhone, and you have the Find My iPhone app. Right. You can, like, I can GPS track my wife's stuff. Right. Well, that's how my wife or my keeps, stuff. Right. That's how my wife keeps track of my kids. And, and they, the three of them keep track of each other. I don't have an Apple, so I can't be tracked by anybody in my house. Anyways. Unless uh, they put an air tag on you. Unless they put an air tag on me. Right. <laughs> Damn Apple. And Apple, if, if those of you that are not in law enforcement don't know this, but those of you who are and have tried to get warrants from Apple to get phone shit, they don't like giving away anything to the police. You have to you pull teeth to but, get any information from will. them. They'll give it to you. 
yeah, they'll fight. They'll fight you and make you jump through hoops, but they'll eventually have to give it to you. But they do not cooperate willingly with the police. We we often just go to their front door. Because you can. You're right there. Yeah, because we're right yeah. there. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, well, I'm going to sit here until, until you're done. Yeah. So I had so a chance. We have a pretty good working relationship with them because a That's lot of good. Their, like a lot of our overtime, like secondary employment gigs, are at Apple stores. Okay. Do they pay well so for, for some security? reason? Like we're we're able, yeah. Like we do security inside the Apple store. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we don't have a good relationship with them, but we're not out there in Silicon Valley. Yeah. All right. So I had we a chance speak, to we make speak the lingo. Yeah. Right. I had a chance to make two DUI arrests. Hmm. Same guy. <laughs> Same guy. Same guy. How far so, apart? 20 minutes. Wait. So, hold yeah, on. I'll get to that in a minute. So Saturday night, okay. we told our sergeant, who's new to our shift, it's not that we don't like arresting people. If they do something really bad, we're going to arrest them, you know, whatever. So we have... I still I, like doing work. Right. I posted a picture of this woman, just today I posted it in my stories. Drinking, driving, and texting don't mix, right? This fucking idiot. She's driving her car, texting, speeding, drunk, flips her car. Flips, flips her car into the, into the woods. There's four people behind him. Behind her were like young people, maybe 18, 17, 18, 19 years old. They're like, holy shit. So they're the ones that got out. They helped her get out of the car. I pull up. It's not my call. I pull up first. It's, we have a dark road. It's four-lane highway, 45 miles an hour in the woods. A lot of deer are around there. It's very dark. There's no lights or anything. I pull up. I see the car flipped over. She's just standing. There's five people standing there. I'm like, is there someone in the car? And the girl's like, no, I'm right here. It was me. I'm fine. I don't need an ambulance. I'm like, no, no, no. You have to have an ambulance. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no. Your you car flipped, flipped car. over. You're getting an ambulance. You're getting an ambulance. So anyways, we, you go to the hospital. I'll leave that up right. to you. Exactly. So after that crash, and that, that crash comes into play in a few minutes in reference to getting fucked on a day off. So, uh we handle that, and that's not my call. And I, she had had something to drink or whatever. Uh, our shift ends up not arresting her, writing her a shitload of tickets. Her car is fucking wrecked. You know, it's her parents' car. So that's that one thing. Then Danny's driving around, and he sees some guy coming down the middle of a four-lane road right at him, you know, like this way. And he moves over and spins around. The guy comes up to a light, red light. Danny pulls up next to him, looks over at him. He's like, pulls down the window. Hey, you all right? Guy's like, okay. He's like, no, you're not. Pulling that parking lot over there. I'm so drunk. <laughs> yeah. So I, nothing was on the air. I didn't know. I no idea. Somebody was on a traffic stop. I'm driving around the corner. I see one of our squads. I'm like, what the fuck? Who's over there? Danny goes, I think this guy's not feeling very well. He's got someone to come and pick him up. He's parked in the Walgreens lot. I'm like, oh. And then the guy comes over by us. We're spooning in our squads. And uh, thanks a lot, guys. I really, I really want, I wanted to be a police officer. I love those, those guys. I've always wanted to be a police officer. <sighs> but I got to figure out some shit in my life. And Dan's like, yeah, here's one thing you got to figure out, right? You're not going to be a police officer if you get this on your record. It's like 2.30 in the morning. His friend finally comes and picks him up, and Danny gives him a break. So Gio gave a break. Danny gave a break. Now it's my turn. I'm, <laughs> I'm just driving around, minding my own business, and there's, I come to a T intersection, which has a six-lane highway, and uh, the other town is to the south of me. I'm facing eastbound. 
and I'm at a red light and now I get the green light. And all of a sudden here comes this car going northbound right through the red light, right in front of me. He's got his hazards on. I'm like, Oh, it's like three in the, three in the morning. No, no, he had his hazards on. He can, he can do whatever. Right off the bat. I'm like, I don't, and I have to go that way. I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to be behind this guy. So I, I pull out him. Now I'm trying to catch up to him because he's going a little bit faster than 40 miles an hour. I finally get up next to him and a Hispanic dude. And he looks at me. Okay. He kind of slows down. I drop down and get behind him and we're coming up to a major intersection and the light's red and he's not slowing down. I'm like, Oh, please, please, please just don't fucking run the red light and don't hit somebody don't, right in front of don't, me. Don't make me do this. Cause other than the red light uh, violation, I don't have any indicators yet of DUI driving. He's staying in his lane. He's not weaving. He's not, you know, speeding. He's not lane banging. Not lane banging. Late braking, though. Holy shit. He almost goes through the red light and slams on the brakes. I'm like, well, there's one. Because <laughs> you got you have three indicators, right? Next light, boom, we go. We're going northbound up to 50 miles an hour. Now there's a car next to him. I'm like, oh. I, it's one of these things where please don't make any sudden movements next to the car that's next to you. That's probably can. We'll notify, we'll notice if something happens and say, where are the fucking police? This guy should be pulled over. We get up to the next red light. He slows down. There's three lanes and a right turning lane. It's a T intersection. He turns right from the lane three, not from the turning lane. I go, ah, now I got to fucking pull him over. <laughs> so I hit the lights. He turns right and we pull into a, a, a tollway road access for the uh, state to get onto the tollway. And there's some construction there. So there's a, like a makeshift dirt parking lot. We pull in there, and the guy gets out of the car right away. He's a Hispanic dude. And he's like, I'm lost. I go, fuck you. Did you're he, drunk. Did you're he not say, fucking lost. Did he say, it's okay? It's, no. He didn't Damn say. He's it. like, he didn't. He said, uh, I, I lost. And I go, you drunk. Get a ride. <laughs> Park your car right here because I'm hoping it gets towed because the, the towway is going to fucking tow it. Okay. I make mistake. I call daughter. I go, okay. I'm sitting in my car. I really don't want to sit there for a long time. I got, you know, Netflix to watch. So I'm waiting and waiting. Finally, I'm like, fuck this guy. I leave. I go northbound. I'm actually doing a mileage run. Don't tell anybody. I go through the next town. I come all the way around. I'm coming southbound back into my town. Geo calls me and says, hey, I need some. He needed a phone number from a, an incident that we were just on, and it's in my pocket. I'm like, okay. So I pull over. In front of a Denny's, I'm in the middle of a four-lane highway, got my lights on, get the phone number out, give it to him. And now I pull out in the traffic, and I go into the curb lane, and I come up to the red light. Right in front of me is that fucking car again. <laughs> like, on the opposite side of town. It's that same fucking car. I'm like, oh, no. So the light turns green. He's got his hazards on. He's driving. I'm like, fuck you. I turn on the lights. He, he blocks the entrance to, like, a Dunkin' Donuts. I get out, and he goes, I walk up to the car, and he goes, I sorry. I made mistake. I go, <laughs> fucking okay. two mistakes. Pulling this fucking lot. Oh, okay. He pulls in the lot. I walk up to him. I go, give me your keys. Take the keys. Call dispatch for a tow. Owner's request. I need a tow for an owner's request. Car's broken down. All right. They send a tow truck company out. Guy goes, where are we taking this? I go, take it wherever the fuck you want it. Here's the key. I said, do you get in my car? I put the guy in my car, drive him to the station. Apparently, he had a family member that died in Mexico like two days ago. He's like wrecked, um, emotionally sad. And he's like, he's sitting in the and lobby wasted. and wasted. And he's sitting in the lobby. And I go, here's where your car is going to be. You can get it 
tomorrow, but which would have been Sunday, which is no. And then today, Monday, no, because it's a holiday. So he'll get it tomorrow, Tuesday. And he says, how much will this cost me? And I said, not $10,000. You're welcome. And he's just sitting in my lobby crying. And at some point, someone picked him up. So I, I wanted to tell my boss, I'm like, listen, gave someone a break today. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> same guy. Gave, you gave two breaks. Two breaks. Same guy. He's like, that's all right. Gee, I don't care. It looks like, it kind of sounds like you guys do an awful lot of work to not to do work. Not do work. So not everyone's arrestable, Brandon. You don't have to ruin everybody's day, but whatever. So it kind of caught up to us yesterday. So DUIs. Saturday night. Yeah, I, I've had six friends or relatives killed by DUI drivers. But, and my, my point is right now, these cases take 12 to 18 months. I'm not going to be here for this case to be dispoed. So I don't, I'm not, I don't want to put cases on people when I'm not going to so be around unless it it's really good. But anyway, you can arrest all the drunks that you want. I don't enjoy it, but I mean. Well, you'll have that choice not to arrest drunks I've later on. I've been to maybe. a lot of fatals. So have I. Where the people are drunk. Right. And then you arrest those people. This guy didn't hit anybody. I, arrest, I got him out. I, I like, I, also, I don't, look, as someone who hates doing DUIs. Okay. I would still, like, you pull over someone and they're drunk. Like, you you go to jail. You go to, straight to yeah, jail. That's good that you still have that. I'm glad. I'm, I wish you were policing my, me, where I live, my city, not where I work. Because <laughs> I'd be fucking chasing you around all night as you're doing DUIs and I didn't want anything like that. Yeah, and I'd be griping about it. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> be Brandon. He's drunk. Got another one for you. No, no, no. I'm not taking yours. Oh, yeah. But I'll sit there and I'll shame you into doing it. That doesn't work with me. <laughs> Sorry. We're just going to so, let this guy go, Mike. We're going to let this guy go. I mean, he's yeah, already driven yeah. away once when you try to give him a break. We're going to let him actually go and let kill somebody go. this time. I'm going to make That's him pay $500 do. to get this car out. Yeah. So Saturday night, there's this huge ring of asshole fucking jagoffs that are going around stealing ATMs and breaking into stores and everything uh, yeah, in the city. Big city crime. They're all over the north side of the city. They're, we've got... We get bulletins from all the departments around the critical reaches and the hot, hot sheets with mm -hmm. their pictures and their cars and stuff. They've hit this huge area. So Saturday night, I'm sitting next to Dan and we're talking, and the town next to us gets a burglar alarm. Guy shows up, glass breakage, ATM missing. One minute later, burglar alarm, another location. They only have like, I think they're running four guys on the street. They send another car to that location, broken glass, burglary. Third one within one minute, happens they send their third and fourth guy now they're out of officers they have to ask the other town next to them to come and help them and then the dispatcher says um do you want to get says my town's name over here and i looked at dan i go i want to fucking go over there for this bullshit set a service set a service set a service so we're like praying that they don't ask for our help so they handle it they actually get in the chase they chase this black jeep grand cherokee and uh, the guy gets he's doing like 90 car. miles an hour to get away. So they have to terminate their chase. This was Saturday night. Or Friday night into Saturday. So Saturday morning at like 2 a.m. Now we have a number of gas stations that are closed and liquor stores in our town. So we've been doing extra patrols in those areas for to try and deter these assholes. So Drew and I... we done patrolling. We meet up for a few minutes because I wanted to talk to him about how I got fucked out of getting the Super Bowl off. And as I pull up next to him to start talking and complaining, we get 
a burglar alarm with a glass breakage at the closed gas station. So we're like, fuck, these are the, it's those guys. We knew it right away. Hit the lights. We're flying down. We're on the other side of town, flying down towards the call, code three. And as I get on the main street that the gas station is located on, on the east side of town, we're going eastbound. I see a black Jeep Grand Cherokee coming westbound with my boss chasing him this way. So we pass him, Drew and I, and he's going by himself chasing this black Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, westbound. But we still have to actually get to the call because we don't know if someone's on the scene or not. So Drew and I pull up, doors all shattered. It's dark. We get out, search the, search the uh, building for any offenders. No one's in there. Now our boss has given out that the chase is going northbound on one of our main streets. So while that's going on, actually, he says, I'm following. He doesn't say I'm chasing. Following at a safe distance. Drew looks across the parking lot across the street and sees the liquor store that the front window smashed. And then we get an alarm for that building. Right after he sees it, the alarm goes off. I, or we get the notification. Because it's like a four or five minute delay from the yeah, time the alarm goes to go, off to the dispatchers. To to the alarm company. Right. The alarm company has to try to reach the person there. Right. They don't get then call the us. There, then they call us. Yeah. And then they got to create the event and send us. So Drew tells dispatch, hey, broken glass over there. Okay. Now... My boss, who had went westbound, then northbound, is now eastbound at the north side of town on another main street. We're listening. Then he says, I'm southbound, coming back southbound. Now he's on our side of town, but just north of us, coming our direction, chasing this guy. And then he says, he's doing 80 or 90 miles an hour. I can see him up ahead. I'm, no, I'm not chasing him, I'm following. Drew takes off northbound. I have the long eye. I have the long eye. I go eastbound because he's going to have to come through my intersection. The way he's coming. He's coming south. I go east to the next major intersection. I'm right there because it's one block from where this fucking burglary happened. And I watched the videotape afterwards and I kind of was mad at myself because I put myself in some danger. But here he comes. He's coming southbound in the northbound lanes on a dark, wet, because it's snowing, curvy road. Drew hits him with a spotlight in the face to see if he can get an identification <laughs> as he's coming past him. <laughs> yeah, totally not to blind him and to try to get him to crash. Right. He notices it might be, he says he couldn't testify it, but he thinks it's a male black driver. The guy flies past him, and I can see him coming. And I pull out into the intersection. I've got the Opticon on, so I grab the light. And I didn't think I was that far out in the intersection, but I was actually blocking all of lane one. No, lane two, the curb lane. And he, he's coming. He slows down, thank God, and goes past me probably at like 40 or 50, right past the front of my car. Luckily, he didn't shoot at me, <laughs> didn't hit me. And I, then I'm in a, I joined the chase. Now, I'm the lead car in the chase. And we're fucking flying down this one major road. So Drew is number two, and then our boss is way in the back. And I keep waiting. Supervising. Brandon, I'm, I'm moving. <laughs> I'm moving in the snow at a high rate of speed. And I'm not calling out my stuff because I've taught, I've taught Well, yeah, um, that's the way Drew, it goes. The number two car calls it. Number two calls it out. So Drew's doing a fucking fantastic job doing this, calling Does it out. Does he sound bored doing it? Because that's the key. Yeah, he's so calm because he's so good. He's like, notify this police department. We're in, head, we're in their town. Fucking at this intersection. We're at this intersection. Notify the next jurisdiction. We're at that intersection. And then at one point, we're on some dark road that winds and goes to another major road. Guy kills his lights. Shuts off. He's got a black Jeep, Grand Cherokee. Jeep now he's got no out. 
blacks out. And I, so I give out, I say, this blacked out. Now he's going southbound on this street. By the time I get there, I can see him. He's at the next major intersection. He's turning eastbound, still blacked out. So Drew gives it out. We chase him. This is our fourth jurisdiction. Chasing him eastbound, still waiting in my ear to hear terminate. Nothing. Get to the next you major intersection. Till the wheels fall off, boys. <laughs> so he turns southbound into a residential area, and it's a winding 20-mile-an-hour road. I fucking come around the corner, slide around the corner. I can't even see him. There's nothing but curves and trees. So I've lost him. So everyone gets behind me, and I, we have to call it. I have no idea where this fucking guy went. And Drew spins around and starts looking in the subdivision that was right there. And my boss pulls up next to me, and he goes, that motherfucker. I'm like, he goes, there's no fucking way I was calling that off. He goes, fuck these guys. We got to get these fucking guys. I'm like, I go, I was waiting. I was waiting to hear it. He goes, no fucking way. I wanted to fucking drag him out of the car and beat the fuck out of him. So now we're, there's three or four. There's only four of us on the street, right? We've, right when we're all there in that town in the fourth jurisdiction over, dispatch calls my boss on the air. We got an alarm with a glass breakage at this block, and the only one left to go is Gio, who told me afterwards that while the three of us are in a chase and then four towns over, he's driving around town with his lights on, not knowing what to do. <laughs> he's like, I'll go eastbound, I'll go westbound, I'm checking stores. I have, he says, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. I'm driving to check this store. I'm try People must have thought he was, he's just seen him going in circles all over town with his lights on. <laughs> Everybody's so now he inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's not safe. Don't come out. So he goes to the new burglar alarm, but now he's by himself. And we're literally six minutes away, all of us. So dispatch calls the next town over who just chased this car the previous night to come back up Geo and just wait outside that location until we all get back in town and can then they can clear that building. So then I got to go to my burglary. Drew goes to the, the other burglary, the second one. Geo and the other officers and the sergeant clear that building. So now we got three burglaries break-ins. I'm the only ET. And I said, so my boss pulls up over by me. And by the way, I had to piss so bad before the call came out. I got to go so bad right now. I'm like looking around you for you cameras. Just and go? Shit. No, I, no, I didn't go in my car. I would have just gone, man. So I'm now I got to secure the store. Cause now we're back. I'm, I'm at the gas station. Drew's securing that one with the liquor store owner. Geo's at the other one securing that one. And we're all waiting for key holders, you know, to come. So, my boss pulls up and he's like, we still have a prisoner that has to go for a bond hearing at like 3.30 in the morning. And it's two. And he goes, we still got to get that prisoner to the bond hearing. I'm like, um, no, we have priorities now. That fucking guy can sit till Tuesday. We're not going to take him to a, he was a domestic battery guy. They have a bond hearing on Martin Luther King Day in the morning. But I'm like, um, boss, that's not a priority right now. We've got to secure these buildings and do all. The, like I said, I got to process three fucking crime scenes by myself. Go get me a camera. My car, with my squad, with my ET stuff, is out of service. Don't know where they put all the cameras, anything like that. He goes, well, we'll just, I'll go get one camera. You can use it to do all the pictures. I'm like, hello, McFly? No, you can't do that. You can't put all the crimes. So we end up, it takes the whole rest of the night. We process the three scenes. Wait, we you can't use the same camera? No, for evidentiary purposes, you cannot have three different crime scene photos on the same camera. You have to. You can use the same camera, and this is if you download each block of pictures into a, its own folder, and then go out and shoot again with the camera. So we're short on cameras. Yeah. He brings me two. 
He brings me a point Hands and shoot. Down. Well, also, if you, if you take digital pictures, which most people do now, and you take Just a picture of your foot. pictures from the other crime scenes. If you take a picture of your foot, as you know, you can't delete said photo. You have to leave every yeah. photo, no matter good or bad. So, and they all have to be separate. You don't have to upload it, though. Yeah, you do. It has to go in your evidence as a picture that was taken in sequence, even if it's a bad picture. So I tell him, this is now evidence stuff here in Illinois. I've only been doing it, you know, long I'm just, just. So I tell him, no. we can't shoot all three with one camera unless in between someone takes it and uploads it to the, the server. You can't so just it gives me two. swap out an SD card? That you could do if you had them. But my camera, the ET camera, with all the SD cards, is lost somewhere. Because they it's took the one car. One of those old-timey ones you got to hold up the bulb. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Punk. The big bulb. So Drew's guy owner shows up first. And he's telling Drew, I got to go in. And Drew says, you can't go in. We have to take pictures first. So he calls me on the phone. I'm right across the parking lot. I can see him. He goes, this fucking guy wants to go in the store. I said, tell him if he goes in the store, we're not taking a report. So he goes, if you step in that store, we're not taking a report because you're going to ruin everything. Okay. He goes back to his car. So I have to have my sergeant sit at my spot. I go over there. I take all the photos over there. And we end up, that's how we work it. The third one, I tell Gio, I said, you want me to bring you the camera and you can shoot it? And he goes, no, you, you could shoot it. I'm like, all right. I go over to do that one. And finally, the owner shows up. They took... That ATM was bolted to the floor inside. It had to be maybe 15 feet inside of the building. They smashed the front door, which was still dead bolted when I got there. They, they went in under the, the car into it. We don't know yet because I haven't seen any camera footage. They could have used a crowbar just to smash out the glass. I don't know. Maybe they backed up. It's right across the street from a bar that was open. So I'm, I'm curious to see what other witness statements come out of this. They hook up something to the ATM and they fucking rip it right out of the ground and right through the door and then drive down the street or something with an ATM attached to the car. I don't know. I haven't seen any of the video footage yet because that's the detective's jobs in the morning. But uh, that kept us busy the whole fucking night on Sunday night. So we were laughing at the town over because they had them <laughs> the night before. And we've been doing extra patrols in the areas where we have these ATMs and stuff that are closed at, at night, and they still hit us. So what we're thinking is that black... Jeep is a chase car, obviously. He's the bait. And he'll get the cops to chase him while his fucking buddies are off hitting the other locations. So we were victimized by the same crew that's doing almost all of Chicago. But it was fun. I said, we got back to the, to the uh, department, and I said to my boss, I'm like, man, I was really waiting to hear that in my ear. Terminate. And he's like, fuck that. I'm never terminating. I'm like, all right, you're the boss. I don't Good have to know. To. Remember, I should, I, when I saw the video of me as the guy was going past me in the intersection, it wouldn't have been very hard for me just to fucking knock him over with the push bars on my squad. It was just going by, but I can't do should that because I'm not allowed to. So, No, you, it, was, it was wet, icy conditions. You locked yeah. the brakes and you slid. I slid. If he had been wanted for homicide or something, I would have fucking T-boned him. Well, then you got legal intervention. But, yeah. So uh, that was my weekend except for on Saturday getting back to the rollover crash in the woods that fucked me out of getting a day off. Uh, we're sitting around in the squad room, and I'm like, oh, look at the calendar. Do, do, pull the calendar I'm out. I'm still waiting for when you arrested somebody twice for DUI. <laughs> we, we already said that. I sent them home. Yeah, well, then you did not arrest anybody. I didn't say DUI. I arrested them for DUI. I said I pulled them over twice for DUI. Same guy. 
Yeah, it doesn't count. All right. So I pull out the schedule with all of our guys on it and times and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I saw the uh, advertisement for the halftime show, and I thought the Super Bowl was on the 6th, and it's on the 13th. So I pull it out. I look, oh, we got five guys working. One guy can take off. I grab the time off slip. I start filling it out. Got a rollover. That's that fucking rollover. So we leave everything, and I fly out there. We get back. I'm too busy. I forget. Should have finished what you were doing. Didn't finish what I was doing. So yesterday, at the beginning of the shift, I'm like, oh, hey, Drew, hand me a time off. Now, Drew was off for two weeks. Last night, he came back for one day. I said, hey, hand me a slip. He hands me a slip. Flip open the calendar. Motherfucker. Sergeant took the night off. And I go, he's in here. He's in the room. And he was in the room when I said I was taking it off for the Super Bowl the day before. And I, I go, what the Should've fuck? to yourself. And he goes, Drew goes, what? Because he doesn't know what's going on. I go, are you fucking kidding me? I was going to take this fucking day off yesterday until that rollover. Fuck this place. I threw this shit across the table and I got up and left. Because I was very upset. And the sergeant laughs. I'm like, oh, yeah, that didn't go over well with me. So when I was talking to (laughs) Drew before the fucking bad guy chase, I told him because he had no idea what was wrong. He wasn't. He hasn't been here in two weeks. I told him and he goes, oh, that's a dick move. And I go, yeah, should I call him out in front of everybody or, you know, like wait until someone goes to take a day off. And I go, oh, wait, better check with so-and-so because he might fuck you and take it when you're when you're not looking. So I carried that with me all night. I, I mean, pissed. I would work on the insult, but yeah, I right. workshop that a little bit, but I think you're, you're onto something. So we, we're talking during, now we're all doing burglary reports and all that other ET bullshit in the squad room all at the same time. And, and I said, uh, I'm going to go talk to the boss. They're like, okay. So I go in his office. And I, you got a minute? He's like, yeah, what's up? And I, I said to him, hey, motherfucker. I see, I see you took the Super Bowl off. And he's like, well, yeah. And I go, that's the fucking day I was putting in for yesterday. He goes, what? I go, yeah, you didn't hear me. You were sitting right across from me. He goes, I honestly wasn't paying attention. He goes, my daughter's seventh birthday is that day. I'm like, Don't okay. you feel like it? <laughs> right? He goes, <laughs> if you want the day. <laughs> if you want the day, yeah, Mike, make him miss his daughter's birthday. I guess I can do a switch or something. He goes, I honestly didn't hear you. And I said, I didn't think you did but you were laughing about it when i got mad today and he goes i had no idea he goes i just hoped when you walked out of the room that you didn't have bullets in your gun (laughs) i go okay so it turns out i'll get paid 50 bucks an hour to sit at work and watch it on tv because it was an honest mistake and he offered to switch and give it back to me so i know he didn't do it on purpose and i walk back to the squad room and geo goes i didn't hear any gunfire who won the fight i'm like no fight he volunteered to give it up, but I'm, I feel bad because I don't have a seven-year-old kid. So I'll just stay here and watch it with you guys. So that's my week at work. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty good week. That's All right. Way more fun than mine. Yeah. No dead people to look at, so that's always a good thing. We have four new officers that died this past week. So no canines, no canines, which is good. So we will start with the Miller County Sheriff's officer in Missouri, detention Sergeant Janelle L. 
Yes, sir. Detention Sergeant Janelle Visser died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 while serving at the Miller County Adult Detention Center in Tuscumbia. Sergeant Visser had served with the Miller County's Sheriff's Office for 14 years and was named Jailer of the Year in 2021. She is survived by her husband, two sons, one daughter, and five grandchildren. She was 55 years old, served 14 years, and her badge number was J, as in John, 20. Now, this next one, Brandon and I were talking about in the pre-show. Los Angeles Police Department, Police Officer 2, Fernando Arroyos. Fernando Arroyos. Police officer Fernando Arroyos was shot and killed as he took, here's what it is, is what they say, Brandon. He took police action when three men attempted to rob him in the 1700 block of East 87th Street. He was actually off duty. He and his girlfriend had stopped to look at a house that was for sale and were crossing the street when three shitbag gang members got out of a vehicle and attempted to rob them at gunpoint. Officer Arroyo directed his girlfriend to safety as the men opened fire on him. He was able to return fire and shot one of the men before being mortally wounded. Officer Arroyos was taken to a local hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. Three men and one woman, all members or associates of the Florencia 13 gang, were charged federally with violating a federal racketeering statute in connection with Officer Arroyo's murder. Officer Arroyos had served with the Los Angeles Police Department for three years and was assigned to the Olympic Division. He was survived by his mother and stepfather. He was 27 years old, and his badge number was 43835. New Haven Police Department in Connecticut, Police Officer Diane Gonzalez. Police Officer Diane Gonzalez succumbed to injuries sustained on September 10th, 2008, when her patrol car collided with another patrol car while responding to a domestic violence call. Her patrol car collided with Sergeant Scott Aponte's patrol car at the intersection of East Street and Chapel Street as they both responded to the same call. Sergeant Aponte was killed in the crash, and Officer Gonzalez suffered a traumatic brain injury, causing her to slip into a coma. She remained in a coma until succumbing to her injuries. Officer Gonzalez had served with the New Haven Police Department for 13 years at the time of the crash. She is survived by her son, two daughters, and grandchildren. We do not have her age or her badge number. And Chief of Police Michael E. German of the Prairie City Police Department in Iowa. Chief of Police Michael E. German died from complications as a result of contracting COVID-19 in the line of duty. Chief German had been the police chief of the Prairie City Police Department for one and a half years and had served with the department for almost eight years. 
He had over 28 years of law enforcement service and had previously served with the St. Charles Police Department, Eddyville Police Department, Meskwaki Nation Police Department, Tama Police Department, Monroe Police Department, Mitchellville Police Department, Baxter Police Department, and the Iowa State Fair Police Department. He is survived by his wife and children. I do not have his age, but he's got a total of 28 years of service. Two more COVIDs, a crash and gunfire. The LAPD officer one is, uh, I'd like to see more on that. I know that him and his fian- or girlfriend had gone to look at a house and they were approached by these shitbags. But I, I don't know at what point if they all had weapons out pointing at him and he... No, know. I mean, it's L.A. It's kind of still the Wild West down there. Yeah, so... But the, the responding sheriff's deputies, I guess, loaded and transported him to the hospital. Yeah, in a car. Yeah. I had read that he did... They they threw him in a, in a squad car and tried to rush him instead of waiting for an ambulance. So... Uh, prayers go out to those families and those departments for the loss of their officers and loved ones. And uh, we have, I had uh, a hero of the week. I sent it to you. I don't know if you watched it. It's actually I didn't get a uh, chance to watch it, but I saw that someone cut a dolphin free. Yeah. It reminded me of Nelson, you know, who's, uh, <laughs> who ha- handled, or, <laughs> Who has to deal with animals? Uh, this this officer down in Florida, he got a call of a dolphin in uh, distress, and it was in Miami Dade County, and a dolphin tangled in a fishing net was rescued by Miami Dade police officer in the waters of the in, intracoastal, whatever that is. I don't know. Maybe not in the ocean. I don't know. There's body cam footage of it, and there'll be a link to it in the description of the podcast. It's a pretty cool video. Uh, he's just driving his boat, drives up to the dolphin, and he can hear him. He's on camera. He's like, come here, big guy. Come on. Come here. I got you. And he uh, several attempts to, to cut the net off the dolphin. And uh, I thought we needed a good story <laughs> with all the shit going on. So he's my hero. And his name is Officer Nelson Silva. So there's another Officer That's Nelson perfect. dealing with animals. <laughs> so it is perfect. So if you guys get a chance, follow the link in the podcast description uh, to see that video. It's short, but it's, uh, it's worth watching. And then uh, the badass of the week is I'm giving it to my shift. Uh, you last week, I think was last week or the week before, recognized your shift for the great work that you guys did. Now, even though we didn't catch the bad guys last night, I was very it's proud. Not very badass of you, Mike. Not very badass of me, but badass for my boss letting us chase that fucking guy. I'll give it to your boss. Your boss is right? the badass of the week. And then the way we did it, it's like we've been a number of chases, and we all know our roles, and everyone worked like clockwork, and the training you showed. So no one got hurt. We didn't catch the shit bag, but uh, I'm proud of the way our team worked. So I, that's my badasses of the week. I will not make plaques for myself, but I just it's the first time <laughs> in 34 episodes that I've – called out my own shift for the work. So that will conclude our law enforcement portion of the podcast. And we're going to go right to Brandon, who's going to let us know what's going on in his shop, if anything. 
Not a whole lot. No, I finished, uh, I don't know if I talked about it during the last show or if anybody was able to make it that far <laughs> with the audio <laughs> issues that we were having. Yeah. But I finally got around to experimenting with doing a, uh, a union instead of hand carving it with a Dremel tool. Yeah. But using use the laser, laser right? yeah, to eat awesome. off the, the stain and it worked beautifully. So I had an order for a, a Betsy Ross style flag with 1776 in it and uh, had the laser eat that up and did it in like 45 minutes while I cut everything else down to size and was sanding away and it finished and like I think I got this thing done in like a day and a half. Wow, that's fast, dude. And that's with like going in and checking on kids and stuff and and having yeah. life happen around you. So <laughs> usually it takes me about two weeks to get yeah. or it used to give me take me out to two weeks because I'd have one week where I would get materials, cut it down, burn, stain, right, and then start engraving. Yeah, and then another week to finish the engraving because you engrave by hand. You're still engraved oh, by hand it, with it a Dremel. Take like two, right? take like two hours. Yeah, two and a, two to two to two and a half two hours to, two, to do a big flag. Yeah. It was two, killing me when I did them. Three foot by. Yeah. However, and it's just you just sit there and, you just, and you're so freaking stressed <laughs> out of like God, I just can't go outside this line. Right. Yeah. And then your hand like gets fucking numb. Yeah. So now I can just put it on the machine and walk away. Very so cool. If I do call out I want to see it. I I have a picture up in my story now. Then I'll do a regular post so that when this episode drops out, people can just go. Yeah, please to do because your story is woodworking and look at the uh, and look at the the newest flag. Your story will disappear before I get a chance yeah. to see it. So yeah, it'll be gone. And if you so, send me a picture of it, I'll put it in the YouTube version. I'll send you one right now, Mike. All right. When I edit it, that's how I'll add it. That is how dedicated I am. You're awesome. I even sent you a couple of them. Cool. I still want to do one of those uh, Betsy Ross flags, and I I want to do a We the People flag. Yeah, I've seen that a lot of people are trying to get into doing these uh, black flags. The subdued flag? Well, no, it's just, it's a completely blacked out flag. It's supposed to be, it's like, it represents the no mercy flag, or no quarter flag. So, no. And it's And it's all these guys that, like, talk tough but if you were to actually confront call them, them out like, oh no yeah. yeah they'd be like oh no I'm sorry I'm a little bitch so you don't have like um, different colored stripes 13 black stripes it's all black black union so, so, so what some guys are doing is they're doing like um, a high gloss black okay and a matte black so there's a little oh bit so you can see a little delineation yeah I mean they look cool but as far as what they represent it's Kind of anti-American in my opinion, but whatever. Artistic I interpretation, I guess. Sure, I don't know of what you speak, but um, I will start looking for. Google them. it. Google the the no quarter flag and what it okay what it's supposed to uh, represent. But I've got that going on. Um, we found an outdoor kind of like a market thing, a little pop up market that happens yeah. each week in our town. So we're going to build up a little bit of stock, and then uh, I think we're going to try to do one of these uh, little shows. And see how we do. I want to see cool. if I can, if I can uh, bring the laser with me without a Wi-Fi connection. If I just have light burn up and running, and then offer a custom in, engrave right on the spot, right on the spot. 
That's pretty which cool. Which I think would be cool. Yeah, because you can bring your laptop. Yeah, and I can just sit there and... And what would you like on your flag today? Wait, what? <laughs> right? Well, That'd be awesome. Do that because like the, the one union took like 45 minutes, so that's... That would be a little bit much, but like a cutting board or something to do a quick, um, right? Yeah, personalization like on it, or, yeah. or or a monogram. I think that would be doable. And then, uh, if I take tomorrow off, I'm going to get going on this <laughs> charging station thing. That your neighbor or your own charging station for you? No, a charging station for uh, for a buddy of mine, Andres. He actually submitted a question way back when, but he. He asked me to do it the same day that I broke my finger. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then he said it wasn't super important or didn't need it by Christmas. So it kind of took a back burner to all the Christmas. Well, it'll be ready by Valentine's Day. Yeah. Or St. Patrick's Day. Maybe. St. Patrick's Day. Nice. It'll be done this year. (laughs) In 2022. Yeah. I don't feel that bad because I haven't taken any of his money. Yeah. So that's cool. It's not like. I know someone who I ordered a t-shirt from and I paid them and they're not even close to ordering them. He might even be a friend or possibly an, an actual sit in host of the show at some point. That's sit in host, not a guest host. <laughs> yeah. Not a stand in host. Nelson, Nelson ordered t-shirts. I ordered one from him last year. <laughs> Never got it. He's like, I haven't pushed placed the order yet. I'm like, oh, okay, you got my 30 bucks though. Nelson. said, mm. Nelson! Nelson! <laughs> so yeah, not too busy much, in your shop. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got going on. I uh, I did get, my wife treated me to a little bit of an early birthday present. So we don't want, looking, can we talk about it on the air? Or? Well, not the, not the other part, but okay. this part we can. Okay. That's for, you gotta, you gotta go to the Patreon. For oh, that. right. Yeah. I don't know if people want that in the Patreon. And then my only membership. fans for the video. Right. Nice. <laughs> um, but no, okay, I've been talking about upgrading from like Ryobi for, for a bit. And I was going to go with the new like Cobalt XTR line, but they only uh, developed like five tools. Which five? And then, so they did the hammer drill, the impact driver, the circular saw, the recip saw, a flashlight, I think. I think flashlight okay. was the five. Was the fifth all, all blue Cobalt ones? Yeah, and they're I I have I think three of those tools and they're all fantastic. Okay. But then Lowe's pulled the old switcheroo and made them the flex line and like tripled the what, price. What's that mean? So last year Lowe's debuted uh Flex, the Flex tools. Okay. It's a new new tool line that's supposed to compete with like Makita and Milwaukee and DeWalt and all that stuff. And they're priced accordingly. Five hundred dollars. Anything with cobalt is super cheap, but the performance that you were getting out of these X, out of this XTR line was amazing. It was like on par with them. So I was like, "Well, cool. I'm going to get in on the ground floor of this okay. and get them while they're cheap before they jack up the price." And then they completely changed the whole line and pissed me off. So now I, I just looked it up on on their site, and uh, they're six tool, twenty four volt. So twenty four volt brushless. Yeah. Power tool combo kit with a soft case. Comes with two batteries. Uh, the flex advantage is 20% more power with the 24-volt lithium, 25% longer runtime. And it comes with the uh, the circular saw, 
the reciprocating saw, that uh, multi-tool cutting thing that I need to get. Yeah. And an impact driver and a battery charger. And they want 407, oh, $500. Mm-hmm. It's usually 649, it says. The sale ends February 2nd. You can get it for $500 instead of 649. Fuck, dude, that's expensive. Yeah. What are you what are you doing that you have to pay that kind of money for those tools? I Everything have no I have. Clue. But that yeah. that was the thing is like I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So that's a good My decision. wife went and our local ace was having a bit of a sale and uh I'm well, a they rewards sell. member there, so I got an extra fifty bucks off of the um uh DeWalt Atomic line. So I'm officially team DeWalt. Once again, I don't know what that means. Is that so another... So Atomic is their compact line. So think of like Ryobi, the HP stuff. Okay. Is it all so, brushless too? Yeah, it's all brushless. Came with two batteries. So... You know, a lot of those um, new... I got, I got big boy tools now, or at least a big boy brand. Well, That's going to last me for a long time because my Ryobis are already... Granted, they're the brushed ones, but they're... Yeah, I don't have... I've got a shitload of Ryobi stuff. This blue drill is one of the original ones that needs new brushes. It still works. It's an emergency drill. Um, but like I, like you know, I've changed over to the Deco, mm-hmm. the 24-volt uh, uh, brushless compact drill that I've been using for any time I need a drill. But my actual impact driver, the Ryobi one right there with the driver back on it, I don't see a need to fucking swap that out for anything. It works perfectly, and... Although well, my reciprocating was, saw was a piece of shit and it broke after yeah. like one hour of work. So I wanted to get a compact line because we've been doing a lot of cabinet stuff and we have some cabinet stuff that's on, on deck within the, uh, in the kitchen. Okay. And my full size stuff is kind of a pain in the dick to get in there. Yeah. And it makes it a little bit easier to mar with. Right. With yeah. the bigger stuff. But this, I mean, do this atomic stuff like. These I look. I'm looking at it now. Freaking tiny. Twenty volt, right? Yeah. So I can get in there and. That's cool. This is, stuff above my head forever. Yeah, this compact is. Looking at it. A great footprint, you know. It well, really the the compact. drill is only like I think five inches long. The impact looks like it's it ran into a brick wall. Got squished. Yeah, it, lo- it looks <laughs> yeah. like a freaking pug. It cool. Just went, ran full speed into a brick wall. And you got fifty bucks back when you paid for this? Yeah, like I, I think I got the whole kit for like uh, one fifty. At Home Depot, it goes for three sixty one. But that that's with the drill and the impact. I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, the drill, the impact, a charger, and two batteries. Oh, there's they have a third one here. Maybe it looks like two impacts. Oh, one's a um. The impact wrench. Yeah, well, you you can take off lug nuts and shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that, that I like that's I don't the need. Third one. You're not gonna use it to work on your car. No. So I don't right. have enough car know how to do that. Like I can change a tire, but Yeah. Cool new tools. Yeah. I always like getting new tools. All right. So I'm like, what do you what do you got going on? I think you just finished well yeah, we talked about it last week. You finished flag number one hundred, right? Yeah. I finished it and then I I, I was to deliver it. So I only have a few things I wanted to touch on. Uh, I, I delivered the flag, which was cool because the kid that bought it from me, he's a car detailer. I found, he found me because he went to the guy who tinted my windows and did our banner for my truck. 
the um, window tint guy has the cutting edge window tinting flag I made for him. So he saw that and wanted one for his detailing business. So I went to drop it off at the, at the property because I think that's his side gig. He's, got a, he's an actual CDL driver uh, for one of the major garbage companies. So he's not at the shop all the time. So I meet him to drop it off, and the window tint guy started in one very sp- a small garage for him where he could do two cars at a time. So you got the big window tent garage place where he's got lots of room. And then the, the car detailers next to him on the other side has a two car garage lengthwise. And he's, I said to him, I'm like, do you know of any other places around here that may be looking to rent out space? Because as we've discussed, I need to grow my shop. And as we've discussed, my wife doesn't want me to grow my shop take over more of the basement. So now I'm trying to look for possibilities. So he said, yeah, do you remember Fred? Fred's the window tent guy, what his first shop looks like. And it's on the other side of Fred's shop. So Fred's in the middle, shop on one side, shop on the other side. I said, yeah, he took me over there to see it. He goes, let's go over there. It's all the places were closed, but he's got keys. So we walk through Fred's shop and we go to where Fred's first shop was. And whatever this building is, They put like industrial sized trucks and stuff in there. The guy who owns it. So then he has, he's got a huge garage that they do all the industrial stuff in. And then he rents out the middle garage to the Fred, the window tent guy with one roll up door. And then the kid doing the cars for detail. He's got a one roll up door. And then next to the shop is another roll up door garage. I guess you can say it's got about, it's got about a 15 foot ceiling. It's got an overhead door outside and an overhead door on the inside where all those other industrial trucks are. So those are the two entrances. So we roll up the door. It's not locked. The guy who's in there now sells like garage sale stuff. He's got two cars parked in there, a bunch of shelves. And the kid that bought my flag was saying that that guy's lease is up in March. And the owner wants to get him out of there because I don't know if he's like having all these people come to his shop to buy stuff like on garage sales, but the owner doesn't like that. So many people coming in there because he's got his own stuff going on where he doesn't want his shit to get stolen, I guess. So I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. It's actually two cars. If he pulled one car in and then backed it off, you know, over here, you'd have an eight foot door. So it's like two and a half cars wide. It's pretty deep and tall. He goes, I think it's like $300 a month. I'm like, are you shitting me? $300 a month. I go, no, it can't be. He goes, yeah, well, he might require like a $500 deposit. I go, can you please give him my phone number? Because if it's $300 a month, I don't know what the fuck I'm still doing in my basement. It would take me some work to get everything set up. But since, and it's in March, which is close to me leaving the police department, we'll actually have more time in the evenings and weekends. No matter what other job I get. Yeah. Uh, so I, I brought it up to Kim this morning, my wife, while I, when I got home from work. I said, uh, I told her, I said, I might have a shop. I said, you can do whatever you want with the basement. But I think I might I have a lead on a shop over by the window tent place. And she's like, oh, how much do they want? And I'm like, they, kid thinks $300. <laughs> she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, if it's true, I'm going to look at it. So... I asked him to pass on my information, contact information. So if he doesn't follow up with me in about two weeks, I'll, I'll ask Fred, the window tent guy, if he can give me his landlord's uh, name and stuff. But 
I told the window tent guy, the only, here's the drawback. This, there's a couple pros and cons. Pro, heated, and air conditioned. Electric, water, if I need to put a sink in there or whatever. And they have a huge air compressor in the main shop that is, of the building that's owned by the guy. He's dropped air compressor lines in each bay, each rental. So I don't even have to have a compressor. I just plug right into his compressor. Disadvantage, no bathroom. But the one bathroom is in Fred's window tinting place. So the, the kid from the detailer uses it. And I'm sure I could use it too. Fred's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah and you so, know as a midnighter, the world is your bathroom. That's if you're up at night. Mind you, this is going to be when I'm up during the day. Oh, yeah, that could be an issue. Yeah, so I, I, I mentioned it to Fred. I texted him. I'm like, hey, man, I looked at the, your old shop. I'm considering it. If it's actually going to be open, that'd be, he's like, that'd be cool. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, it would be. So we'll see. That's a, a lead I have on the uh, future of Maraza Woodworking actually getting a real shop. I won't be working in my underwear in my shop. Not that I work in my underwear in my shop, but I can because I'm home. But you could. I could if I wanted to. So it's cool. I want to I measure it if he says it will be available and then see how I could lay stuff out, get all the measurements of my tools. But then I could get the bigger CNC. It's probably about the same size as Jonathan Back's shop. So I know That's I could fit big the bigger. One. I could fit the CNC in there. I could fit the full-size jointer. And all the rest of the stuff here. So anyway, so that came up. I'm making my first cutting boards ever, as we talked about on the IG Live. Uh, so that's an interesting process. I got a new tool. Since our last show, you know, my buddy Jonathan Erickson sent me this awesome Harvey uh, miter gauge. It's an MG36. I put it together. I put it on the saw. It's fucking awesome. I can't wait to use it. So I want to give Jonathan a, thank, a shout out again. Um, I keep bumping my head on my mic stand. I'm sorry. And then um, I got a t-shirt update. Uh, all the t-shirts are in. This week I'm going to be filming the um, unboxing video for the press, and then I can start making t-shirts. So if you ordered one, that's on the way. Also, uh, St. Baldrick's is starting. We just registered which is the annual fundraiser for pediatric cancer. I shave my head every March and I will be collecting money for that. So you'll start seeing stuff on my Facebook page, personal and um, Maraza Woodworking Facebook page and Instagram in reference to raising money for kids cancer. Every penny collected goes directly towards research. And uh, I've been, this will be my 15th year and I'm approaching $20,000 race, uh, which I'll go over this year, hopefully. And it won't take What's much. What's the most you've ever collected in one year? Uh, last year, actually, my 14th year, I won that trophy right there for uh, highest donations for the year. And I, I think last year was like 3300 bucks for the five weeks that we ran it. So, Is that and the most you've ever collected in, in one, one year? Yeah, in one campaign. I think I did. It was thirty three or 3500 bucks last year. But I was helped out by some. We're going to four. I hope so. Some amazing um, woodworker in our in our community donated twice, and quite a hefty sum. I was blessed, and uh, so yeah, I would like to beat that record. I don't think I can, but you never know. I'm going to be heavy oh, on oh, pro- promoting that, and and I also bought green vinyl. 
because the St. Baldrick's is green color. So I'm going to make a, the green logo t-shirt. So if you donate to St. Baldrick's, I will give you a t-shirt out of my pocket with the green logo. So I think we're I getting that. 4K. I hope so. We're and gonna, then one last thing. Fully invoke the power <laughs> of the show. Awesome. I will, I will post a link uh, next week in the descriptions of the YouTube channel and the podcast uh, channel description for that. And there's also a link will be in my Instagram page and on the show, on the shot, the show's Instagram page. I'll put it everywhere. And one last thing before we get to our question of the week, apparently now my house on the first floor, except for the living room and the dining room, that's carpeting. The rest of the house is hardwood floors, oak, three and a half inch, three quarter inch thick, at least three quarter inch thick hardwood floors that need to be resurfaced at some point or re refinished. Apparently my dishwasher has taken it on itself to just spew water out in the kitchen when I wasn't home or awake. And I yeah, tripped on trying to help you out. I tripped on the floor the other day, you know, like when a, a football player gets tackled by the carpet monster yeah, or the whatever. Turf monster. Turf monster. Apparently now the wood in front of my uh, dishwasher is cup warped. Oh. Yeah. I'm pissed. So that's another thing I have to fucking fix in this house. I mean, you could pay a guy to do it, but then you got to pay a guy to do it. I got to pay a guy to put the fucking ceiling up, so I'm not going to pay another guy to do the fucking floor. So whenever, when I get to the kitchen and I'm doing the cabinets, I'll have to rent this big-ass sander and sand all that down. All right. Our now, question of question? The, it comes from David Miller. Oh. Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. David Miller Designs. Fantastic. We need to get him on the show. Yeah, let's do it. David, uh, want to be a guest? Boom, that just happened. Because I know he'll say yes. I know. I'm going to send him a message when we're done. All right, and this question is for you, Brandon. Oh, I don't shit. know, I don't know shit about this. What's up, guys? Love the podcast. I recently purchased the rotary attachment for my Orator laser. I know, Brandon, you have one and have been knocking out tumblers. I plan on doing the same and have two questions. One, any lessons learned with setup and using the rotary attachment? And two, where do you buy the tumblers? Have a great night, fellas. So, th David, okay. thank you. So, the biggest thing that I have learned when it comes to tumblers is that not all tumblers are created equal. Some of them, when you go to engrave them, like the, the coating doesn't come off all the way or the, uh, the stainless steel underneath is left with a tint. So, after wasting a crap ton of money, I have found... A, a brand of tumbler that works well. It's on Amazon. You can buy it in bulk and I'll see if I can pull it up relatively quickly. Cause it's a really weird name. Send me the link brand and I'll actually put it in the show descriptions too. So it's many and then H Y. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> so it's M A N Y. Yeah. M A N Y H Y. Man. Hui. Um, Man, we, I don't know. But you can get them on Amazon. You can buy them in bulk. You can get them 20 ounce, 30 ounce. I think they even make like the little um, koozies. Those work really well. Um, 
the initial setup to get your rotations per minute down with the rotary attachment and light burn is going to be what takes the longest time. I would invest in a dowel rod, like a closet one, chop it up and just use that to figure it out. That's what I had some leftover from my son's closet remodel. Like three quarter um, inch, is it? I think I had like a full inch. Or one. one inch? Okay. Yeah, full inch one. And I just set it on the rotaries and it takes trial and error to figure out like your rotations per minute because there's a, um, there's a default setting that's never right. And, um, there's a couple of videos out there that, that actually do a pretty good job of walking you through it. I think for me, it took, I think it took like a full day and a half to get it figured out, but I'm also a functioning retard. <laughs> there goes um, the word again. Oh, damn it. Flag, flag, flag. There goes the New Year's resolution. <laughs> um, but no, I'm a big dumb dumb. So it took me a little bit of time to get it kind of figured out. Um, the other thing is if you don't already, which I'm pretty sure you do, get a pair of digital calipers because every time you put one on there, you should be checking the circumference or the They're diameter. They're not all the same. Yeah, the diameter of the cup so that you can plug it in and that way you get the proper rotation and you get the image that comes out nice. Um, other than that, I mean, that for me, that was the biggest thing. And then double checking your image to make sure it's, or it's mirrored correctly, um, which I have found out that if you unplug your laser <laughs> from uh -oh. your computer, take your computer inside, like do your design work, come back out there, plug it back in. Your, your shit's backwards. It's weird. Like it's just, yeah. So I have, I have wasted so many cups on that. So that's, you should sell um, those at a discount. I do. I usually give them away to the go. person who ordered the cup. Like, Hey, yeah. here's the mess up. <laughs> Cause it's, I mean, the cup functions fine. If the they drink out of it while looking in the mirror, it's fine. It's a great selfie cup. Right. I mean, that's kind of how I build it. It's like, Hey, here's a free selfie cup. Um, but if you turn off the laser, close out a light burn, reopen everything together, <laughs> then it, it goes back to normal. That's kind of crazy. I, I, I love the rotary. I think it's awesome. And being able to do the tumblers is another fun thing. Like I could do a whole like hour on things I've learned from the laser. Uh, totally awesome. I think it's totally awesome. LA. It's a cleaner that you can get at the dollar store. Does an awesome job of taking off all the soot from the cup. They make the laser for the um, shape shape oko, and I was yeah. wondering if I can. I don't know if they make a rotary attachment as well, or if you can get any rotary attachment because that just spins it, right? Yeah. So or, for the Ortor, it um, plugs into you unplug the Y axis um, okay. wire from the, from the normal machine. And then you plug in the rotary into the Y axis. Okay. I so if instead of moving it from, you know, back and forth, right. it just rotates the cup. Okay. Cause I told you I was looking at getting a laser until I realized I'd spend 800 bucks. Cause I just want to get a cheap one or the less expensive. I would actually spend the money to, and then by the time you get the rotary and everything else, I'm like, no, nah, I could probably buy one more big tool. Well, it depends on what you want to, use your laser for like if you want to really get like into the rabbit hole of 
laser work and laser cutting and laser engraving and all that stuff, then yeah, I, I would say go out, get like the $2,000 like Ohmtech CO2 laser or the Laguna one. But yeah, maybe when the shop be, gets bigger, not right yeah, now. Yeah, but if it's just going to be like a hobby kind of thing of just like onesie twosies here and here and there, dude, the Ortor is great. And a yeah. lot of times they run a deal where if you get their new model, they'll throw in the rotary attachment. When the uh, when the LaserMaster 2 Pro was coming out, a lot of people were buying it, and then they would go, here, here's a rotary attachment. So Yeah, very cool. So thanks for answering that because I wouldn't have the faintest idea. Oh yeah, no. It's it's funny because it's way more it's way more complicated than you would think it would be. <laughs> no, I you say but, laser, I, I start. Ugh. Yeah, well, I mean, and it sounds super complicated, but once you get the hang of it, it it's actually pretty pretty easy and pretty forgiving. And I just have a question for people. I want a branding iron, and I don't mind paying for an electric one because it heats up properly, and you don't have to heat it with a torch. I have one of those. You have an electric one. I do. Which brand? I don't know. It All right, so my question is, <laughs> I want one, but I want a discount coupon. If someone could just DM the show or me, Brandon, uh, your brand that you have, if you like it, if it's electric, and if you know of a discount coupon, that'd be helpful. Because now that I have my final logo, it's time to get a brand. Now, I have the CNC, and I can buy a block of brass, and I might be able to make my own if I'm feeling up to it but then i it's just a fire torch one and i just want an electric one so if you get a laser my... you can just laser engrave it <laughs> yeah i could yeah i can laser engrave everything i think what i'm gonna start doing now with flag number 101 whenever that order comes in i'm gonna start engraving on the back of the flag uh the flag number and maybe morgan is working on converting my logo to an svg file for me so maybe i'll just engrave my logo on the back with the flag number. And you get like so. more epoxy in it. Yeah, there'll be a few things I can do. We'll see. But all right, that's it for me, man. That's all I got. How about you? I got nothing. Except to tell people to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank Give you. Give us the thumbs up. Ring a ding the bell. That's how you ring a ding a bell is like this with a like pinky that? out. Like the yeah. T a T pinky? Yeah. Is that what they call well, that? Look, I still got my funky pinky. You're yeah, missing. you do. Yeah, I'm, I was looking at the pictures that you sent me, so I'll make sure I post these. Cool. They came out really good. And I like using Danish oil as a finish on these things. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I think... It I haven't like, tried it an It doesn't oil. yellow it at all, at, okay. like shellac kind of does. And, like, polycrylic, I kind of... To me, it looks kind of plasticky. Did I tell you my shellac story? No. I bought a tell brand new... shellac story. I bought a nice quart of shellac. I've never worked with shellac before. But See, I've only used spray shellac. Okay. I've, I only use polyurethane and stuff, or sanding sealer and all that kind of stuff. So I buy sh the shellac, but the clear shellac, not the yellow color. Yeah. I'm not familiar with it, how to clean it up or anything like that. So I'm walking over to my paint cabinet on the other side of the wall. I've got it. I've got some other paint I bought. It fucking takes a nosedive. It's a quart size. Nosedives off my pile of shit I'm carrying and heads right for the concrete floor, uh, right where the treadmill is, and then I have rubber mats on the floor. It fucking hits the ground and bursts open, and <sighs> shellac goes fucking everywhere. It's on the mats. 
It's on the treadmill. It went on the boxes that we have over there. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like grabbing in my cabinet. I have a bunch of towels, you know, fucking grabbing towels, trying to clean that shit up. What a fucking mess. What? It's a fucking mess. I didn't. You want to hear a quick, funny polycrylic story? Yeah. (laughs) So I was taking foam brush and foam brushing it on to a piece. Okay. And I was getting like these little bubbles. I was like, damn it. Like how? Well, heat. Heat will pop the bubbles. No. no. (laughs) Yes, it will. (laughs) I'm sure it will. When it burns. I go, huh. I just burned something for a flag. Hey, here's my propane tank. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Whole thing's on fire. And I just sit there. <laughs> oh, my God. Did it ruin the flag? No, it didn't. Wow. Just a little bit of sandy, a little bit okay. of 220 right over the part that was on fire, and we were good to go. Uh and I laugh. My wife comes out because she hears me go, oh, shit. Yeah. She comes It's really out, warm in there all out, of a sudden. I'm laughing hysterically. She goes, what the hell happened? I go, apparently, that's flammable. <laughs> yeah. It says to clean up, use denatured alcohol. Some other shit I don't have in the house. Yeah. Well, so I'm just wiping like shit down. Water. Yeah. At least if that was soap and water, I would have been clean up easier. But yeah. Well, so it's soap and water. It can't be flammable if it can yeah, be cleaned right. up with soap and water. Yes, it could be very flammable. Very flammable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't do that. Kids listening at home, yeah, do not light your polycrylic on fire with a torch. No, don't do that. That's All right. New... It, that's why we do these tests. Right. <laughs> new episodes of the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast are available normally on Wednesdays. Sometimes on all of your not. sometimes not uh on your favorite podcast platform. I looked at our distribution, and we are now in more European cities than we have been. So I will name some of them off next week. I think it's really cool. More Germany, more and Spain. And if you want to send questions, handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com, at Morazzo Woodworking on Instagram, Full House Woodworking on Instagram, or handcuffs and sawdust podcast on Instagram. Say stay or stay safe in the shop and on the streets. Peace, fuckers!